The long government partial shutdown has had little effect so far on the flying public. The Transportation Security Administration has received a lot of attention, especially as reports come of large numbers of officers calling in sick. But what about those in the air transport chain the public doesn't see? The air traffic controllers of the FAA have also been on the job and also working without pay. Joining me now, the executive vice president of the National Air Traffic Controllers Association, Trish Gilbert. Trish, good to have you back. Thank you. It's nice to be on. What are some of the issues that this is causing? Training, long-term hiring recruitment seems to be something that you're really worried about as a union. Correct. Um, right now, air traffic controllers are working in short staff facilities already. We are at a 30-year low in fully certified controllers. And so uh, many of our busy facilities across the country, and these are at our busiest, have been working mandatory overtime for quite some time. It takes two to three years to hire and train air traffic controllers till they're fully certified, so you can't just do hire them today and have them working tomorrow. So it is long-term planning, long-term focus. We have not completely caught up from the shutdown and sequester furloughs that we had in 2013. We had both of those uh, that year. Um, So that puts us at this 30-year low with 20% of the 10,000 controllers that are on the job. Uh, 2,000 of them are eligible to retire. So we're concerned about keeping up with attrition. Now the academy is closed, which is where our new hires begin their careers. They start their training there. Uh, That has been shuttered. And then training in our facilities, our lab training, um, classroom training has all ceased as well. So we're very concerned about staffing. We were already working, like I said, uh, many of our facilities mandatory overtime. Now we're concerned that there will be no relief in sight as the pipeline has closed for the hiring of the new generation and those that are eligible to retire due to the frustration that they're going through now will likely, when the government opens, head for the doors probably before they plan to. So um, we will continue to feel the effects of the shutdown well after the government opens. Um, what that means to the flying public is if there are not enough controllers, um, even with mandatory overtime, we'll get to the point if we're not, uh, if we don't see the government opening soon and, and then a higher focus on hiring and training, not enough controllers to staff our towers and our radar rooms, which means the system won't be able to hold, uh, it, the system won't have planes in the air that, that, that there are enough people sure. to keep, to safely keep them separated. So uh, that will be our concern is you'll start to see capacity issues. You'll start to see delays. Um, We have to keep the system safe. So you only put enough planes in the air uh, for uh, the amount of people that are able to safely keep them separated. And does the FAA have hiring authority for new controllers in 2019? And if the academy doesn't open soon, could that affect the numbers that they were authorized to hire this year? Correct. They were planning on hiring 1,400 air traffic controllers this year. And then again, we do have about 2,500 in training, some stage of training throughout our facilities. Again, that stopped. But with the FAA Academy closed, there's a throughput issue at, at the Academy. So once you are not filling the classrooms and uh, you have sent your instructors home and you've sent your students home and you started to cancel classes, you don't make up for that. You have to, it causes that domino effect. You can't make up for lost time. Once we get through January and we didn't get our throughput uh, for January, there's makes it very difficult to meet their hiring goals. And their hiring goals are just enough to keep up with attrition. And again, that's why we remain short-staffed throughout the country. And what about NextGen and the rollout of new types of systems? That's incomplete at this point. Do you think that could be affected? 
It absolutely has already been affected. Um, we have many projects that were uh, rolling out across the country, new pathways in the skies in South Florida, which is a six-year project. I believe it's about six years, about 80% complete now has been stopped. So that work has been at least stopped for now. And, and, and who knows when we open up, how they'll redo it. That affects the users that fly in and out of Southern Florida. And we have those what we call Metroplex projects, airspace redesign projects all across the country to make it more efficient for planes to fly in and out of airports. All of that work has been stopped. Um, we have data communications, which is digital communications between controllers and pilots, basically texting, which is a safety enhancement tool that allows us to alleviate frequency congestion and have clear and concise communication with pilots. That has been stopped as well. That has caused, will cause us a great deal of concern as we roll back out of this government shutdown, because now we have many of our very busy facilities that have already trained their workforce will now have to retrain their workforce um, due to other technology waterfalls, we'll have to get back in line to fit this back in. So that will be delayed, wasting money, wasting resources, and also causing us to pull people out of the operation to retrain them in an area in facilities that are already short-staffed. That you know, We really don't need to pull them out of the operation a second and third time just because of this shutdown to retrain and spend that, those resources to do it again. We're speaking with Trish Gilbert. She's Executive Vice President of the National Air Traffic Controllers Association. Is it worth noting that air traffic levels are at historical highs? Correct. We're, you know, it, it is an economic engine for this country, and, and we're very proud of it, and we're, we're really proud that, we are in, that traffic is increasing. We're really anxious about partnering with new entrants into the national airspace system with commercial space and unmanned aircraft systems, but all of that planning and work has also come to a halt during the government shutdown. So you want the growth of the aviation system in this country to continue. You don't want it to be less of a system, and it does feel like when there's not focus and funding for a system that's so important to this country, all of that stuff, we fall further and further behind. And some areas of the country, as you have pointed out, are much busier than others. I would say, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth, Chicago, O'Hare, places like that. Are they proportionally more affected by the current situation than, say, Podunk, where there's just a tower that shuts down at nine o'clock? Well, I, I think they're all affected in the fact that Air traffic controllers are deemed accepted or essential is, is a term that has been used. So they've been going to work. Um, they've been going to work without their support structure, which is all the uh, individuals that are there to do all the work that, that needs to happen to keep this very complex system running at full capacity. They're furloughed, but our controllers are working. However, you know they're working regardless of where they're at without a paycheck. So they don't know when they're going to see another payday for them but they're working for IOUs. So they're starting to get worried, as you can imagine, for their livelihoods are being threatened. They, if they had an idea when this was going to end, they could better plan for it, but there doesn't seem to be an end in sight, and we need to open the government so we can pay the people that have been working and are serving this country by showing up to work, and that is our controller workforce. And they're, they're very dedicated to this job, and they're providing – uh, a great service to this country, and it's really, really unfair that they do that and no, not knowing when they're going to be paid for it. And what are you hearing about their morale while they're on the job? They... Their morale is horrible. Their morale is horrible, and it's it's an extremely intense, highly skilled profession. 
and professionals doing it. And the last thing we need is for them to be worried about their home life and their families. We need them concentrating on the great work that they do every single day. And they do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And they need that full concentration on that very important work and not be distracted about their livelihoods. And not everybody has a perfect uh, financial situation. We have members that are reaching out to me that have elderly parents they're trying to keep, take care of. They have uh, special needs children. They have high student loan debt that they have to take care of because we have a very young workforce. A lot of them have been in uh, just less than five years. So they have financial obligations. And not knowing when they will be paid again is, is starting to uh, really, really affect morale in our facilities. Trish Gilbert is Executive Vice President of the National Air Traffic Controllers Association. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Uh, we'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.